0: Why I will never host the prices right.
1: That'd get our ratings up.
0: Don't tell me how to grieve. He's gonna be
1: mad, you guys.
0: Welcome to the Palm Court, a Mr. Selfridge podcast. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm
1: Tom Schneider.
0: And we are at episode three of series four of Mr. Selfridge. That we the are show this podcast, The Palm
1: Court, <laughs> is
0: definitely about. It
1: definitely is. No question.
0: I've been, like, when I've been telling people, I'm like, oh, I'm recording my podcast. Everybody's like, oh, the Downton Abbey one? I'm like, yeah, you know, for simplicity's sake. (laughs) Right. And they're like, isn't Downton Abbey over? Or they'll be, oh, is it still on? And I'm like, (laughs) okay, guys, you know what? Don't come in here with your lame ass Johnny-come-lately enthusiasm because this podcast has been going on (laughs) and on and on. Yeah. For a while. It has been. It's been a while.
1: It's been years.
0: Years? God, wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) I guess you're right. Uh, Yes, so we're back with more Mr. Selfridge. No Ellen Love Letters again. Correct. Because once again we forgot to check.
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: Um there's we're, a lot going on. We're
1: definitely kind of ramping back up and And
0: by and... ramping back up, I think we mean limping.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Toward the finish line, much like Mr. Grove. Yeah. With that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh,
0: if you've seen the episode, you understand. <laughs> yes. If you haven't seen the episode once again, why are you here? <laughs> or I guess, you know, why would you, you know, care?
1: Right. Uh, but, you know, you do you. Oh, yeah. We're very welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, we literally could not stop anyone from downloading this podcast. I, I, I can't think how we would.
0: Have you heard of a shoe nut? What? <laughs> <laughs> or possibly a chow nut? I don't know. I stopped in this random bakery. <laughs> <and I> got- <laughs> It's like a cronut, but also another thing.
1: Okay, sure.
0: Uh, like it's not a it's not a croissant. It's like a hard shell well, it's, with it's filled with things.
1: <laughs> it's not quite a mop, and it's not quite a puppet. <laughs> but man, basically, <laughs> all right. It was tasty, but it's like yeah, it's like a hard pastry shell, like you'd have for like not even for a cream puff, because I
0: think a cream puff is soft.
1: Um. Okay. Oh no, like an eclair cuz an eclair is shoe. Yes. That's the pastry. That
0: thing. Yeah. Okay, so I had it. Thanks
1: Great British Bake. I was just going to say I
0: feel like they covered this on the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. So I had that. Okay. Um it was fall themed. <laughs> sure. I don't know what I just I don't know. I just thought about it and it was weird and I thought I would share that with the world.
1: <laughs> this is Uh, We're just angling for a sponsorship from Big Shoe.
0: Well, it had a name that was like Shoe something, like
1: the the store did. So we're going to have to work on that a little harder to get that endorsement, I think.
0: (laughs) Well, not from Big Shoe.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Big Shoe is like, oh, as long as people are talking
1: about Shoe. (laughs) That's true. All publicity is good publicity. For Shoe. (laughs) That's right. Well okay
0: if you're from big shoe you're
1: listening <laughs>
0: give us a call we never answer our phone that's right
1: they're just in this giant like monolithic office building we run the shoe business in the entire west coast we make literally hundreds of dollars <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty
0: expensive pastry like <laughs> yeah, page five about 550
1: yeah Wow. This was in Leeds. Um,
0: <laughs> I mean, this is all worth it for this anecdote. That's <laughs> yeah, no, let's... certainly going to generate revenue.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so so we, and anything you mentioned on this podcast, we could write off
0: oh great well i didn't get a receipt but (laughs) i didn't think i'd need a receipt for i didn't know how to pronounce it you know three hours ago when it happened yeah
1: that's true if you'd have the receipt we might even know what it was called but (sighs) i don't even have the
0: napkin i wiped my fingers (laughs) on i'm a mess i
1: I, I don't think that's admissible in terms of proof of purchase
0: you don't know that
1: (laughs) look if you genetically analyze the traces on this napkin you can trace it back to the store maybe go through their records Find the receipt for five fifty, and then it's okay. I don't
0: even think they had a receipt. <laughs> honestly, I mean they you had like follow, a little. They had an iPad or whatever un- under
1: the table shoe business.
0: I don't know, <laughs> Tom. I only went there once.
1: Well, clearly we're going to need to discuss this a lot more in the future.
0: Yeah, let's let's take this offline. <laughs> let's remember why we're here, which is the you know surprising adventures of him, <laughs> Mister
1: Selfridge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, who's very much uh, in that mode as we start, as he wakes up naked with a naked floozy by his side.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> best part of waking <laughs> up is a floozy at your side.
1: <laughs> um, so he, like, you know, stares vacantly, and then she wakes up and wants him to go to some party, and she's, he says, no, he's got a business event but she can come, and she's like, oh, but I don't have a thing to wear. And he's like, I think you look good just how you are. Yeah,
0: she, which is naked wearing like a diamond necklace and earrings, which to be right. fair, she looks great.
1: She does look great. Not sure it's appropriate for a business event. Oh,
0: absolutely. Not even just like a regular social event. <laughs> right. Not even a floozy event.
1: Yeah. no. There's no events yeah. at this time period no. for which that would be acceptable. Absolutely not. I mean, even Burning Man, the earrings are all wrong. Like, Yeah.
0: <laughs> they'd, get ver- they'd be like, are those blood diamonds, man? and she'd be like are you polluting the planet man and then they'd have to have like a dance-off or something <laughs> is that how justice works on the playa
1: i'm, I'm assuming yes <laughs> so then harry arrives back at selfridge house for a breakfast and is scolded by violette
0: i mean honestly as walk of shames go he looked pretty you know camped by the time he got back. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah um he apparently is refusing to pick out an epitaph or like gravestone for his mother. Um and uh yeah, and then and uh,
0: continues to not do that.
1: Right. And he's like, "Yeah, nope, not going to happen." And uh credits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like so in, every week now, more yeah. and more inappropriate. It's like he's grieving. Yeah. <laughs> it should be like Can they just replace it with the incredible Hulk music? <laughs> It's virtually the same. <laughs> or is that Jurassic Park? I always get those messed
1: no, up. No, I know. They're, they're yeah. kind of, they're, yeah. Um, they're both probably uh, under copyright.
0: Uh, well, luckily, no one cares what <laughs> we do on this podcast.
1: No, I just meant they can't use it for Selfridges. You like, don't know Like, the show that. can't. They could. Well, I mean, I'm sure they could license
0: Eyeliner's it. Eyeliner's got deep pockets, Tom. Deep.
1: Then <laughs> they're full of eyeliner. <laughs>
0: Well he can make some room. He can put some in his fanny pack, which I'm certain that he has. He wears it when he goes to Majorca on holiday.
1: Uh so Grove House, they're getting ready to go to work, and Grove is making fun of Merrill for, for being in the stockroom. <laughs> what kind of
0: parent are you? He's, he's like he's like openly mocking her. I, yeah. And she like, you know, you can help me not be in the stockroom anymore. And he's like, fuck you, Meryl. <laughs> I
1: don't like you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, and she says something else. And he says something about, this is the problem with you, your generation. No respect for your elders. And then he falls down. <laughs>
0: Which is hilarious. Yeah, and all laughs. of his children laugh. Yes. We and it's at just home. like, man... Oh, Mister Grove. Yeah. Thank God you're a punching bag that will never have any empathy for. <laughs> That's
1: right. Nothing to worry about there. Nope.
0: He is reliable as paint.
1: His ongoing in- unexplained tiredness surely has no macabre explanation. Absolutely not. Yeah. He's just tired.
0: <laughs> he was up all night being ginger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> At Mustache House. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ever get a house let's call it
1: mother <laughs> sounds good uh kitty is getting ready for her day because she will be meeting elizabeth arden <gasps> yes elizabeth arden who uh as she points out to mustache invented a stringent
0: that scene is yeah. so great yeah like because there, this scene could have been so terrible mm-hmm. but uh amy beth yeah totally commits and and she's just like, she invented astringent Frank. Without her, we'd all be washing our faces with soap. And Frank is like, I do wash my face with soap. And she just says, Well, there you are. And I'm just like, but like, and rhetorically, it holds no water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, except for Elizabeth Hardin inventing astringent. Well, sure. I should get some. Anyway, <sighs> thanks, Selfridges. Um,. No, but it's just, it's so like, it's like, you know, oh, men are from Mars, women are reasonable, um, <laughs> kind of conversation,
1: Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, and upstairs at Selfridges, Grove limps along towards his office, uh, and then- He pulled his
0: ginger jeans. That's
1: right. Crab is concerned, and Grove is like, oh, I'm fine, I have a stiff upper ginger lip, and-
0: <laughs> But you don't have a mustache. <laughs> it's what keeps us safe. <laughs> Except for me, because I'm a magical sprite.
1: Well, yeah, that's, that's true. That's my Mr. Crab impression. Yeah. He's pretty magical.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so then Kitty's called into Harry's office and meets Elizabeth Arden, who uh, very quickly is like, uh, all right, let's get to work. I've got three days to set up this whole thing. Uh, and Kitty's like, whoa, okay.
0: Uh, also, Elizabeth Arden, to me, seems like she's doing an impression of my Mcgee impression, <laughs> so I expect residuals.
1: <laughs> I think that's only fair.
0: I agree. <laughs> We'll be hearing back from (laughs) ITV's lawyers any day. That's right. Any day.
1: I'm sure we have a watertight case. Oh,
0: as watertight (laughs) as Elizabeth Arden mascara is waterproof.
1: Uh, Then Plunkett uh, tells Harry that Violette has asked if she can have lunch with him, pointing out that Harry's schedule is clear.
0: Uh, I think you mean his diary.
1: (laughs) Yes, you're right. And Harry's like, uh, no.
0: I mean, I don't blame him to like to a degree um, because I think we can all agree that Harry's being ridiculous. Yes, but I think we can all agree even more that Violet is annoying and shit. (laughs) And like, she owes him some floozy time for that bullshit she pulled with (laughs) Fat Thomas last year. That's actually a good point. Where's Fat Thomas? Like he's fat. We would have seen him.
1: (laughs) Right. But I don't think he was in last week either, right?
0: Oh my god, he wasn't.
1: So, yeah. I
0: hope he's alright. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him.
1: <laughs> well, here's hoping. Maybe you can tell us what George's job is.
0: He, I'm pretty sure he manages the shipping thingy. Okay. The dock? The dock, the loading dock. The loading dock. Okay. <laughs> the dock, the dock, the loading dock. <laughs> At the loading dock. <laughs> We put packages on trucks. Uh, I'm also ramping up my fake music. Okay? (laughs) like
1: It's been a while. I'm out of practice.
0: My rhyme schemes are all over the place.
1: (laughs) You're doing fine.
0: No. Okay, fine. I'm working on accepting validating comments from people. So great.
1: My mom, I need to call her.
0: I assumed. Yeah. She's the only person I could think of who would actually call you on the phone. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, it could be a sales call or a wrong number. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: just leave all that in. (laughs) Sure.
1: So, um, Elizabeth Arden criticizes the display that's been set up uh, and says it's the wrong color to eyebrows, who is like, I agree that it's the wrong color, which is why I asked your office, are you sure this is the color you want? And she's like, yeah, I don't care. We got to change it. And he's like, it opens in 20 minutes. And she's like, I still don't care. You still got to change it. Um, and yeah, Kitty backs her up. And that's it. Well, because
0: it. Elizabeth Arden has said to Kitty, you need to develop a sense of urgency. <laughs> and that's pretty good. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's only in this one episode, I assume. Right. Uh yeah. You know, they, they can't go doling out American accents
1: willy-nilly, <laughs> because
0: then otherwise the entire Selfridge House of Cards will fall. <laughs> Coming soon to Netflix, the crossover episode, Selfridge House of Cards. <laughs> Mr. Selfridge, <laughs> I want to be President of the United
1: States. <laughs> Great! <laughs> I want to be the first store on Oxford Street to tell televisors. <laughs>
0: Well, I say. (laughs) Full disclosure, I've never seen a single episode of House of Cards. Yeah, nor have I. All of this is just what I've gleaned from other people. Yeah. And maybe an occasional commercial.
1: Yeah. I think mainly just that one bit in Difficult People. (gasps) Oh, yeah. I think that's pretty much where... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I want to watch that show again. Uh, anyway, okay. So yeah, so she's told Kitty to to have a sense of urgency, and Kitty's like, "All right." <laughs> Kitty's very impressionable.
1: Yeah, yeah. A crab has summoned a nurse for Grove against his will. One of those the- like
0: flying nun-looking
1: nurses. <laughs> yeah. For the, uh, for the limp, she says that he's going to need an x-ray and will not take no for an answer. Oh,
0: she won't. Yeah. He should have had her raise Meryl. <laughs> she might have turned out all right. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Stupid Meryl. <laughs> well, we'll get to that more later. Hm. Elizabeth Arden is talking to a bunch of lady journalists, beauty magazine types, and one of them pushes her on the fact that she is uh, not... Being the woman that is at home to meet her husband when he comes home from work and she doesn't have kids and all this sort of thing. Uh, so Elizabeth Arden says that she is infertile, essentially. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh. And then she's like, where are you from? And she says the Christian hailed or something like yeah. that. And everybody's like, oh, hoo 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 hoo. And she's also the least attractive woman in the, in the crowd. So. Uh,
0: this show knows which side its bread is buttered on, <laughs> which is gorgeous atheists. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> present
1: (laughs) uh so she then elizabeth arden then scolds mustache for allowing the uh you know christian in there i forget i i don't know i felt like she had some epithet for that woman but i can't remember what it was the bible beater oh yeah there you go thank you
0: oh i never forget an insulting thing
1: (laughs) for an overbearing christian Uh, and she then tells Kitty that she made all that up. She just never wanted kids. Mm-hmm. And Kitty's like, awesome.
0: But she says, you know, say that in front of a group of women and they'll burn you at the stake." And Kitty says, I'm familiar with that situation or whatever she <laughs> yeah. says. And I'm like,
1: yeah, Kitty. Yeah. So this is turning around a little bit. Yeah. Thankfully. Because we were
0: concerned about Kitty wanting to have kids after having been like, I don't want children. And it seems like Elizabeth Arden is here to add ballast to Kitty. Kitty's viewpoint of not having children. Yeah. Uh, which is great because mm-hmm. we've seen way too many stories on TV, uh, and also in life yeah. uh, of women who were like, I don't want to have children and then they're like, Oh never mind, actually, uh, I'm going to anyway. Yeah. Because of the patriarchy. Right. Uh yeah. So I thought I thought Elizabeth Arden was going to like somehow uh
1: uh-huh, like uh-huh.
0: I don't know, you know, right. Kitty's because Kitty would not be in this position of, you know, a mean old lady being like rah, 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 necessarily, <laughs> right? I don't know what her personal life is like <laughs> outside of mustache. right? Outside of mustache.
1: <laughs> uh, at Selfridge House, Nunu Gordon is giving a report on how the various provincial stores are going, which uh, seems to be not like great. Harry's pretty dismissive of it.
0: I have to be honest. Every time Nunu Gordon opens his mouth about those provincial stores, all I hear is wah, 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 wah. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. I can't hear anything over that mustache.
1: Yeah. Uh, So then they go to a place where...
0: (laughs) (laughs) This must be the business event we've heard so much about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And there they meet... Uh, Jimmy Dylan and May.
0: Jimmy Dillon. That's right.
1: Who are there as an item.
0: Which is, yeah, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, he still looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> she looks great.
1: She looks great. So Harry's, you know, a little bit like, oh, hi, huh, hey. And then, uh, the floozy shows up and kisses him.
0: Oh, boy. And Lady May mm-hmm. is like, uh, you let that thing come out in public? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. She's like, you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just, I love, how it's like, you know, it's like she hates these young whippersnapper showgirls. She's like, in my day, <laughs> we had the decency not to show up in public.
1: My first husband kept me in the cellar until we were f- officially married.
0: <laughs> that sounds restful. <laughs> it's like that Reductress article about... <laughs> uh letting your boyfriend out of the wicker cage <laughs> kept him in for seven years <laughs> listen reductress is great if you're not reading it you're yep. denying yourself joy
1: <laughs> uh so jimmy dylan gets up on stage and announces that the theater bond that they're all there celebrating is doing great and everybody's like "Woo!" so okay
0: um that's like, did, were they going to cancel the event if it was in the shitter? Like, That's a good question. Bad news, everyone. Our, our bond is worth only one pound. One <laughs> pound. Just flat. Uh, you may want to pawn your furs on the way out.
1: <laughs>
0: Fat <Fred> Thomas. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do.
1: Right. Uh Oh, uh, Wednesday Adams is there, and he.
0: I keep forgetting his name <laughs> is Wednesday Adams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because every time he comes on screen, I just go. <laughs> 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 and I, <laughs> Wednesday.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh he tells Harry that uh it's all finance now and that now that John Lewis is gone Harry's the last like salesman left in London. Uh that
0: can't possibly be true.
1: Yeah, but I mean he means on a certain level.
0: Uh you mean the oppressor class level? Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I'd never heard of John Lewis or if I like because there's a well-known, you know, congressman named is John Lewis in America. Is he related to Emmanuel
0: Lewis? And uh, corollary <laughs> is emmanuel lewis still alive
1: uh i'm going to say no and i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) emmanuel lewis if you're listening we would love to have you on (laughs) emmanuel lewis if you're dead rest in peace
1: (laughs) still love to have you on yeah
0: Um, look i need a good haunting man
1: (laughs) that'd get our ratings up
0: i Lewis. I think you're really overestimating the draw of both this podcast and Emmanuel Lewis, alive or dead.
1: I got We'd get a bump. Come on. How big of a? Bu- uh, if BuzzFeed
0: picked it up,
1: I think some. I think that the word would get around that deceased Emmanuel Lewis had appeared on a podcast. The
0: kids don't even know who
1: Webster was, Tom. I understand, but the dead part. I feel like you're missing the appeal of having a dead person well, on Well, now the that there's holograms of Tupac, why would
0: anyone care about audio?
1: That's a fair point. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: If we got a hologram of Tupac on here, <laughs> then, then we might have something.
1: Well, that seems more attainable. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So Harry... Uh, well, Wednesday Adams tells Harry that he's a dinosaur, and Harry's like, "You're the dinosaur." Uh, and Wednesday Adams says, "Oh no, Prince is will live forever, because oh. old-timed
0: people didn't know stuff."
1: Indeed, they did not.
0: Although Prince is still limping along, that's true. I mean, newspapers are about as thick as some, you know, filo dough, but. <laughs> God, I miss old magazines. Magazines are so thin now. I'm sorry. There's nothing good in them. I'm sorry. Or possibly they can't sell ads. But <laughs> yeah. either way.
1: Uh, you know, time goes on.
0: I miss Premier Magazine so much.
1: I know you do. I know you do, Kelly. <gasps> I
0: miss it the most. I've missed it every day <laughs>
1: since it was gone. I think you've probably one or two days Shh. forgot.
0: <laughs> Don't tell me how to grieve.
1: <laughs> so Jimmy Dylan explains this whole stock scheme
0: Jimmy Dillon.
1: (laughs) To fake Doris. Jimmy Dillon. I don't
0: know if I like that. Yeah. I've been trying to come up with something funny for him. Yeah. But he's just not funny. He's just ugly.
1: He's... Yeah, he's... There's... He's yeah. he's like
0: if a character could be a MacGuffin, <laughs> I don't know what I mean by that. Yeah, he's no, just, but he's just he's like he's like the mortar that's holding everything together this season. Yeah, and I'm like, why? You know, what? Who cares?
1: Yeah, which is weird because in past seasons there's like you know, uh, you know, the homely architect or like other pe- weird people in that situation, but they've all been at least weird in some way and like had something going on.
0: Yeah, ugly doesn't equal weird.
1: No. Anyway. Uh, we will see what develops with Jimmy Dillon. In the meantime, he's explained his whole sc- stock scheme to Fake Doris, who, I don't know if she understood it, but we sure don't.
0: Uh, Boy howdy, I am not good at finance, so yeah. if anybody wants to take advantage of me, <laughs> give me a call.
1: Please don't. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I won't answer the phone. That's true. I will assume you are an election robocall, <laughs> and I will not pick up yeah although God knows when this is gonna be posted so <laughs> the election might be over <laughs> oh all hail President Trump <laughs> JK he's not gonna win now yeah
1: we, we, we've we reached the point where we can joke about that cause it ain't gonna happen
0: remember how everybody was like so scared like last year and they were like oh Hitler I'm like guys we have got to stop invoking Hitler every time someone you don't like is around like Hitler's gonna find out and he's gonna <laughs> kill us all he's gonna be mad, you guys <laughs> Remember what happened the last time Hitler got mad? Do you want to see that happen again? Incidentally, ghost of Hitler, if you would like to be on our podcast, that would definitely have a bump.
1: See, now you're... now See... We
0: also might get run out of town. Right. And by town, I mean literally any
1: town. <laughs> right. All towns.
0: We don't like your kind here.
1: Yeah no it'd be really a no-win situation because like we'd have them on and everybody would be mad and then we'd ask tough questions and that would alienate the neo-nazis who would be the only ones left you know
0: <laughs> i really hope no neo-nazis listen to our podcast i mean i hope so too i feel like we would have driven them off with our neoliberal bullshit by now yeah like, are we neo-liberals or are we progressives
1: i don't i don't know i know
0: we're white yeah I don't. I mean, mean, we have a *Downton Abbey* podcast. Yeah. That's about as white as it gets. It's
1: extremely white. Uh, but you know, we've tried to talk about other things. We, you know, I'm sure that we have said many things that neo Nazis don't like. How about that?
0: Right. But I'm saying, how do you define our political philosophy?
1: I'd rather not.
0: My. <laughs> I want a label. I my ever since my label maker broke. I th- <laughs> just go with fix pro- my label maker
1: <laughs> just go with progressive it's pretty like you know broad and ill-defined
0: mm. what about the part where i hate hippies <laughs> i'm gonna call myself a neo-progressive because i don't believe there's any room for hippies in the future <laughs> <laughs> it's True. the only thing my parents and i still have in common
1: <laughs> there's anything i learned from back to the future part too no not there, there weren't any. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was the 80s. They were like, what if the future was just like the 80s? <laughs> but with like those sunglasses that you could get at Pizza Hut.
1: And everybody was like, this is amazing.
0: Uh, we were. I was there. These fake ass hoverboards. They're not hovering. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that is so true.
0: Listen, we've gone very astray.
1: Yeah. So Harry walks up. He's heard about this stocks game. And he's like, hey, let's do it with all the stores that Gordon runs. And Nuno Gordon's like, what? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and his
0: mustache says, hey! <laughs> <laughs> it's got a mind of its own, that mustache. <laughs> I
1: guess it does. Uh, so cut to Harry's office, where Jimmy Dillon is explaining the scheme to Crab and is like, so what do you think? Crab's like, well, it's not what this sort of trust was designed for at all, really just exploiting a loophole in the law. And Harry's like, great, it's settled.
0: <laughs> no, and I mean, and uh, Fake Doris had been like, is that ethical? I can't do her accent for some... Well, she's barely had any lines. Yeah, yeah. So, it's... Look, I'm sorry, guys. You're gonna have to wait on fake Doris.
1: Because
0: um, well, she's Welsh, isn't she? I believe so, Oh, yeah. that's a... You know, we're not gonna go there. All right. Not today. <laughs> not while all this is happening.
1: What do we say to the god of Welsh? Not, not today.
0: today. <laughs> Unless we're on Torchwood, (laughs) God have mercy on our souls. Because there's probably an alien that sucks out our souls. Yeah. And then has sex with someone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, either order, but yeah. Yeah, really.
0: That really is Torchwood in a nutshell. (laughs) And then Captain Jack being like, oh, right, I'm immortal. In the final act. Yeah. (laughs) God, I love that
1: show. I know. I know.
0: Uh, Anyway, okay. Uh, Okay. So everybody's on board. And by everybody, we mean Harry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so Nina Gordon's like, uh, but I've been building up all these stores, and, like, if the stock price doesn't go up, we could lose, like, everything. And there's, like, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. He's, like, saying, you know, there's 5,000 employees, uh, however many stores. I don't know, 15 or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> what, are we a bus? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've said, what are we a bus on every one of these. I
1: think you might have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's from
0: Futurama.
1: We're working through it. Um... Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, so you know, uh, I'm. This show has a very weird attitude toward Mr. Selfridge. It's almost agnostic.
1: Yeah, because it's yeah.
0: like all of the things he does are so terrible, but all of the actors that surround him and are playing his children are so bad mm-hmm. that you're like, is this okay? Yeah, I don't know. Are, are they bad? I don't know. They they just seem like they're on different shows. Jeremy Piven seems completely checked out this season. Mm, yeah, just and I don't know if that's a character choice.
1: Mercury poisoning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome back. We'll be playing our favorite game with Jeremy Piven. Character choice or mercury
1: poisoning. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some character choice to it, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It's just such a weird show. Anyway. so... Why
0: is it so weird? I know.
1: Like, that's the thing. I mean, maybe it's just the... We- is it
0: because there's this American in a sea of Brits and then several people with very bad American accents?
1: I mean, I think that's part of it. I think part of it is maybe that any show that you watch too closely turns out to actually be super weird, you know?
0: That's possible. I should stop podcasting altogether then, because that turns into every
1: show. Except Peaky Blinders is still great.
0: But it hasn't always been that. I mean, come on. Christ.
1: <laughs> that's right. But that was just like one specific plot line yeah. that was terrible. I, I meant know. just the accent. Well- <laughs> <laughs> But we can't.
0: Yeah, I mean, they still have explosions. Yeah. Uh, People drinking too much. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: Family meeting. A Peaky Blinders Blinders podcast.
0: Catch the fever.
1: Yeah. Coming... Oh, I did see an
0: article that says Peaky Blinders isn't coming back until next year or something. Oh, really? I don't... You know what? That show always, like... Yeah. I feel like they don't write it until, like, the day before (laughs) they finally start shooting. Because, like, every time I've, like, tried to, like, when's it coming back? They're always like, wait out now! (laughs) Yeah. Leave
1: off! (laughs) It's... Well, and I also feel like maybe to an extent it's just, like, you know killing being like them being to the killing like when do you want to do it and he's like uh, i'll let you know yeah yeah
0: yeah because you could not do it without him no you really well couldn't. and tom hardy too, well, right between the two of them yeah i mean tom hardy's schedule although tom hardy hasn't been in much lately
1: i think i think he was just in something that came out like was he i think so in the last couple of weeks i can't remember what it was because i was like oh tom hardy
0: are you sure it wasn't tom harding
1: <laughs> yes i'm sure
0: Are you sure it wasn't Tanya Harding?
1: (laughs) I'm even more sure.
0: Well, fair enough. Those are the only two other Hardings that I just made up.
1: (laughs) You didn't make up Tanya Harding. I keep telling you. She was real.
0: (laughs) There's no such thing as the 1992 Olympics,
1: Tom. I know it sounds ridiculous. (laughs)
0: Tonya Harding That's just an urban legend <laughs> No uh If you say her name Three times in the mirror Jeff Galooly Will show up And kneecap you With a tire iron Tanya Harding Tanya Harding I can't I can't I can't do it Too scared of Jeff Galooly
1: Yeah Nunu Gordon also tries To get Jimmy Dillon To cancel the scheme Out of the goodness Of his heart And Jimmy Dillon Is like ah, No I don't you heard about my heart Uh, right but it's not good
0: (laughs) the dick great heart bad
1: face (laughs) at grove house crab has brought a box
0: grove house (laughs) in the middle of the street where original doris got (laughs) (laughs) killed by a truck for some reason
1: doris classic
0: doris classic yeah man i'm getting too old for this shit.
1: uh grove complains about not being able to work and crab's like well would you open the box i gave you you dummy and it's uh a make your own radio kit and Groves is like oh okay and he's and crab's like for earnest and grove's like oh of course and crab's like you could make it with him and Groves like oh now i get it what a great idea and it's like, well,
0: <laughs> like duh idiot mr crab knew you'd be all cranky
1: yeah uh so we see a children's choir singing in a church And uh, Rosalie goes in, lights a candle, and then sees, of all people, Wednesday Adams,
0: Who leans over and says, have you ever seen the movie Home Alone?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's my estranged daughter in the choir.
0: (laughs) Her Uh, mother's a floozy. Please don't tell (laughs) anyone. God, I love Home Alone. I know. We all do. It's almost the holiday season. That's true. (laughs) Whoop-dee-doo.
1: uh, So, the children finish their choir practice, and a child comes up and thanks Wednesday Adams, as the director explains, that he is the patron of their orphanage. And he's like, "Uh, I gotta go.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, dude, if you don't want this lady telling anybody that he's the patron, like, tell her, don't tell anyone... Even if they're here when this weird choir's practicing and a child says, Thank you! Like, just just be like, What? I don't see anyone. Only you can see Wednesday Adams. <laughs> he's yeah. a ghost of Print Me.
1: Uh, so, yeah, he explains, I think that he lost his child his in the war, his yes. son in the war. And so that is why he does this. And he's like, I don't want anybody to know that my let my gossip i've
0: never understood that because it's like i know the bible says uh don't tell your right hand baby what your left hand do (laughs) wait that's beck (laughs) beck the bible who can tell the difference it's hard to tell uh automatic bazooty chapter one (laughs) verse
1: five
0: at any rate uh but it's like uh, yes the one decent thing you've done the entire show i right. mean you may be off doing other good things yeah. but it's like uh, you know i don't it's weird
1: yeah mainly you just sit around in the crap club threatening people and like taking bribes like yeah.
0: what I guess he's got a rep to maintain. I guess
1: so. Well, and then so he's like, I don't want him to know, and she's like, on one condition.
0: And that- I was like, oh, don't print scandalous rumors about my heel husband,
1: right? Like that seemed like a great. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. And she was like, let me do something for them too. And I'm like, you know, he can't. He couldn't stop you.
0: Say what you want about. Rose Selfridge. She was not a hopeless naive yeah. in the way that Rosalie seems to be. Yeah, that's true. Well, and it's just like, why did she even marry that guy?
1: Unclear.
0: Extremely unclear. Yeah. Like the dick cannot possibly have been that good.
1: Yeah. And he's like not even an enjoyable enough as a person to even be in this season. No. Apparently. <laughs> like
0: I keep waiting. Like, I mean, come on, he's gotta be Chekhov's philandering pilot,
1: right? <laughs> So they've made the radio at Grove House and it's not working. And Meryl like makes fun of them. It's like, oh, that's for little kids. She
0: is such a bitch. She I is. have really had it with her.
1: <laughs> she kind of goes over the line in this even episode. Even though I
0: feel like and Mr. Was... Grove like making fun of her was also over the line. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my god. And I don't even like those Weasleys who are always running around <laughs> with never any lines. Like, what are their names even? Is there like a ginger Bechtel test? <laughs> <laughs> There have to be two named gingers, and they each have to talk to another non-ginger. We'll I, work it out. I don't think it's happened. There's a lot of gingers on this show. That's true. We only make fun of one of them. That's true. But. I mean. We mustache f- is a ginger. Yeah. Kitty's a Kitty. ginger. Uh, all those damn kids are gingers, except for the one.
1: I mean, Connie, arguably, there was one scene where she was standing next to Kitty, and I was mm-hmm. like, well, you really kind of had the same color hair, yeah. which I didn't think they did. Um. Anyway. Uh, apart from the show's follicular diversity, uh. <laughs> it has none. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Grove finds the problem with the radio was a loose wire, and then they turn on the radio and <laughs> use it to listen to the song, Where Did You Get That Hat? <laughs> <laughs> Which is
0: a classic sequel to the song, Look at the Shoes, Where'd you get the shoes, buddy? <laughs> Every time I open my goddamn door, <laughs> give me your shoes, I'll give you a dollar for those shoes. <laughs> just, and if Mr. Groh is like, oh, your mother loved this song. She used to make me dance to it. And I'm like, ugh, Doris classic.
1: Was that, And I'm like, was that all songs in the 20s, just small talk? Like, how about that weather today? <laughs>
0: I'll have some fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you at the corner. <laughs> oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, we've come a long way, people.
0: In terms of music, yeah. Oh my god, they didn't even have Kanye West.
1: <laughs> it's true, they didn't.
0: How are you going to have a radio without Kanye West?
1: <laughs>
0: my god. Well,
1: that's what you end up. What you end up with? How did you get that hat?
0: <laughs> oh man, I would love to hear Kanye's take on <laughs> where did you get that hat. <laughs> would love it
1: so kanye if you're listening as i assume you are
0: <laughs> <laughs> he listens in all caps too uh
1: the selfridge children are looking at old family photos then harry comes in and tells him to stop it <laughs> she's they're like we're just going through mom's things so it's like I, i'll get to it and they're like you know and they're continuing to scold him for being ridiculous and then they ask him to stay and go through the things with them.
0: And also choose a gravestone. Yeah. And an epitaph.
1: Yeah. And you can see him, he's because he's tempted. He's like, oh, I could stay and help them. And, oh, but gambling and floozies. Mm. Gotta go with the gambling and floozies.
0: Every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every time.
1: And... And, I mean, it's ridiculous because all all those kids know exactly what choice he's making right there. They can see him and he's like, in front of my children, I'm going to opt for the gambling and floozies. Like, just, my God.
0: Again, every person on this show <laughs> is in an abusive relationship with Harry Selfridge.
1: Yeah, that's pretty true.
0: Basically, not a one of, the, I mean, Kitty Edwards seems to be doing all right. Yeah, that's true. Connie's also fine, although she's barely even a character at this point. Yeah. She's like set dressing. Yeah. Um, you know, I assume she's going to pop a baby out and like die or something. And then Kitty's <laughs> going to have to raise it. Oh, my God. Ugh. Ugh. And then George Towler's going to win the Nobel Prize for retail. <laughs> and
1: then the medicine will wear off and he won't be able to care for the child, so.
0: Oh. <laughs> God, that's such a depressing book.
1: I know. Like, it amuses me to make the comparison, but God. Man,
0: if you think about... Oh, God. Okay. Ugh. All right. So
1: leaving aside Flowers for Algernon Or for Charlie,
0: now, as the film adaptation is known.
1: I don't care about the film adaptation. <laughs> you might. <laughs> well, I haven't seen What it. about Jeopardy? What?
0: What if Jeopardy asks you about it?
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you were referring to the film adaptation of Jeopardy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there one? <laughs> I
1: don't think so. <laughs> this summer... <laughs> The categories are
0: Deadly. (laughs) And then, of course, the sequel would be Double Jeopardy, followed by Final Jeopardy. How has nobody tried to sell that yet? Is it because Trebek's still alive?
1: I I really don't know.
0: Well, I'm going to start working on a treatment right now.
1: Okay. Podcast over. (laughs) Bye.
0: (laughs) Just kidding. We're here.
1: Yeah. Still. Right.
0: I like to think of someone in the Midwest in their car going, oh, (laughs) not really, but like you know, yeah, no, you laughed. (laughs) You were like, oh, they're talking about me.
1: (laughs) So Harry, the floozies, Jimmy Dillon, and Mustache all gamble and uh, have a great time. Harry loses a bunch of money to uh, Floozy B.
0: I think her name is Jenny. Okay, is that Jenny? It's Jenny and Rosie. I think Rosie's the one he's hooking up with because I think Jenny's the one we hate. Yeah, I think you're right.
1: Yeah. Although so I I, th-
0: I kinda of feel like they switched names.
1: <laughs> it's possible. Just, I don't to, know. just to mess with us. Anyway, mustache heads out and Harry gives one floozy the money that uh she won from him, and then the other floozy is like, Oh, I'm all out of money and he's like, Here's some money.
0: She's like, I'm a mole woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which
0: is basically the dolly sister's whole shtick. Yeah. Is that they're mole women <laughs> who'll suck your dick.
1: Yeah uh so then harry gets up and wanders over and the apparently the boss of the casino or whatever is like so you uh owe me a whole lot of money and harry's like ah you know i'm good for it and the owner's like no i don't yeah so because
0: at this point how does harry not know what gambling is <laughs> like i feel like he keeps doing it and he still doesn't know what it is
1: i i don't know what to tell you i'm sorry I mean,
0: once again, I've just never understood the appeal of gambling.
1: Well, right. That's limiting both of us. In I've this only instance.
0: understood the appeal of wasting enormous amounts of money, <laughs> but not in pursuit of more. Like, I'm like, if I'm going to lose this, I'm going to lose it. Right. I'm going to set out. I'm going to spend it and then be like, well, that was a bad idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. At Mustache House, a late night phone call comes in for Kitty. So she goes to Elizabeth Arden's hotel suite. And Elizabeth- Which
0: is pretty swank. Yeah. I mean, as you can imagine. Right.
1: Uh, but not in great shape at the moment, as Elizabeth Arden is drinking and just strewing about on the floor photos of her philandering husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she just wanted Kitty to be there, and she demands that Kitty give her her pills.
0: Which Kitty finds very easily, despite right. the fact that Elizabeth Arden, who presumably packed them, yeah, and if this is so dire... You would think she would be like, as she's ripping apart all of her possessions, would be like, oh, wait. Yeah. Y- y- I'm going to carefully place these in a place where I will find them when I need them later because I am addicted to them.
1: Right. You would think an addict would take better care. But anyway.
0: Look, every addict is different.
1: Yeah. Elizabeth Arden makes Kitty give her two of the barbiturates, what I believe is what they were. Yeah. And... Uh, I think it
0: was listed as Barbital. Yeah. Not to be confused with Barbasol. <laughs> right. If you ever try to shave with Barbital... <laughs> cut it out (laughs) yeah don't literally cut it out yeah but you'll cut the hell out of your face yeah something
1: could go horribly wrong yeah um don't drink and shave um (laughs) yeah she then she then tells kitty to stay with her until she falls asleep which is like
0: uh are you gonna wake up yeah like listen uh you don't know this elizabeth harden but like 75 percent of the cast have gone with the wind died (laughs) of our barbiturate (laughs) overdose (laughs) yeah so i guess that's 10 years off
1: yeah she's just looking she's just looking to get ahead of the trend
0: Uh, well uh she did invent astringent so who am i to judge
1: now she's gonna uh, invent barbiturate overdose (laughs) i doubt it yeah
0: i feel like as soon as they invented barbiturates (laughs) like somebody just overdosed yeah they were like oh we didn't realize that frank had a problem (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) well godspeed frank somebody put some silver dollars on his eyes (laughs) make him look classy (laughs) What? It's Irish or whatever.
1: <laughs> the little known story.
0: It's to pay the boatman <laughs> on the river Styx. Yeah,
1: that's fair. I feel like if you die of a, a b- b- bridge a overdose, you ought to be able to pay the ferryman with the leftover barbiturate in your system.
0: <sighs> he doesn't want to get his hands all over that goop. <laughs> that's fair. Plus, if it's just your soul, your body's still there.
1: Oh, yeah. Because you don't get to drink drugs with you to the afterworld. Psh.
0: Well, depending which one you go to, there might be some there. <laughs>
1: So Kitty comes home and says that Elizabeth Arden is alone in her giant hotel room. Mustache says that Kitty will always have him, and they hug.
0: They never make out.
1: They never do. They
0: never seem to have any kind of sexual anything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, is it the mustache?
1: I think it's the mustache. It must be. I think that's what it is. I the think, mustache
0: is asexual.
1: I think she, she was like, "I'll renew my contract," but uh, I'm not kissing him. Not kissing that mustache. Sorry.
0: Oh Samuel West. <laughs> You're not a real person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And then we get a brief scene the next morning of Elizabeth Arding greeting Kitty and being like, "Oh, nothing weird happened last night."
0: And Kitty's like, "Something weird definitely happened last <laughs> night."
1: <laughs> At Grove House, Ernest is painting a model car, but it turns out they've got a real car. <laughs> It's a new car. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is why I will never host The Price is Right.
1: (laughs) Also because I'm not a man. Yeah. A variety of reasons. I'm
0: not able to sexually harass as many people.
1: No, you really aren't. And it's going to hold you back in this (gasps) industry.
0: God, all I've ever wanted is to sexually harass people. (laughs) Men get to do it all the time.
1: Well, hang in there. (laughs)
0: Where's that motivational poster? (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump wasn't built in a day.
1: So, yeah, the Groves all drive around in their gingermobile.
0: Uh, Singing. No, is that later? I think that's later. It's later they sing that song. But, you know, oh, because Ernest is saying, How fast are we going now? And his dad's like, 27 miles per hour. And I'm like, Man, I wish I could go that fast over the Bay Bridge. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and Ernest. (laughs) Traffic, am I right? Uh, Ernest also, despite what his lines may say, doesn't really seem that excited or <laughs> impressed.
0: <laughs> Even though all he wanted was a car.
1: Yeah. He's like, great. Nunu Gordon kind of interrupts a meeting in Harry's office and says that...
0: Why did they get a car?
1: Because uh, of the wind in the willows.
0: He said they weren't going to get a car.
1: I know. What changed his mind?
0: I don't know. He's
1: not the sort of person to change his mind about something no, like that.
0: I know. I mean, it can't have just been the radio.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: That there's not even radios in cars at this point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It
0: wasn't like he was like building a radio. I know. I'll get a car. Like, that's not how life works.
1: Yeah. But apparently. <sighs> apparently. It is a
0: surprising adventures of him.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: Mr. Grove. Yeah. I think we said Mr. Selfridge before, but that's okay.
1: That is really fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> we'll fix it in post anyway Nunu gordon uh tells harry that jimmy dylan has a reputation and not all of his projects have succeeded and harry's like yeah i know shut up <laughs>
0: <laughs> which i'm totally on Nunu gordon's side mm-hmm. but man i like, <laughs> like i don't understand like yeah. why are you being logical <laughs> yeah i've been logical a day in my life yeah and he's it's like ruined all my personal relationships
1: yeah and he's like, I'm going to need you on that stage. I'm relying on you to do the right thing. And Nina Gordon's like, oh. His mustache droops. <laughs> Down in the sewing room, which we finally get to.
0: I know. I was so excited to see Tilly. Because, yeah. like, literally up until now, I was like, where's Tilly? It's true. Because I don't care about any of these other people <laughs> anymore. Uh, it's Except I- for Kitty. Kitty and, T- Kitty and Tilly. That's all they care about.
1: Kitty and Tilly. Um yeah, so the uh, Arful Porter says, okay, girls, you can all go up to this fancy party. Uh, don't talk to anyone. You're uh, scum. Yeah, you're scum. And they will throw you out. Uh, but then, of course, she pulls Tilly aside and says she has to take all these things to the stockroom. Tilly says that there's no point because the last mail has already gone out. And she's like, yeah, oh, well, you know, I'm, this is, she's like, no, this is racist. That's this is not there's no good reason. So, Tilly goes, and uh, Meryl offers to sneak Tilly into the party, but Tilly declines. So, at the party, which is the same thing as that theater party, I, I, this is how stocks work? I don't know.
0: I don't know, man. <laughs> I wasn't at my job when they did their IPO.
1: <laughs> so, Harry he introduces Nunu Gordon, who, like, puts away his pre pre written remarks and then, just, like, talks about all the employees, and they're like, uh oh, he's going rogue. But then he's like, and so this is going to be great. Hooray for everybody. It was
0: the mustache talking.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, he didn't, yeah, so whatever. He went along with it. That was annoying. Yeah. Connie says that this whole, st- that stocks in general are immoral uh, and that she only came for the canapes. Everybody's so excited for the canapes. Oh, my gosh.
0: You would think that they had never canape. <laughs>
1: That's um, how they
0: say canned peas in Ireland. <laughs> canape. <to pay. laughs>
1: Meryl comes over and asks if she can ever get out of the stock room and Connie's like, Uh no.
0: <laughs> no, and she's like, When you're good and ready and she's like, When will I be ready? And she's like, When I say so and I'm like what? You're a terrible manager.
1: Yeah, this is your job. Like this is this is your like, job. First
0: of all, who was working in the stock room before? Right. Is that person on the sales floor now? <laughs> 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 like, that's the thing about this show is just, like, anytime somebody needs to be slotted in somewhere, they never explain. Like, yeah. you know, like when Gordon was working in the tea room, it was like, oh, you uh, you just work with this girl now. There was probably somebody else here, but we fired that person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that good I'm to be? sorry. The
0: Tea Emporium. Yes. God, I miss the Tea Emporium. <laughs> I know, God. Were we ever so young? <laughs> Things sure were different before the war.
1: <laughs> there was so much tea. <laughs> So then, uh, well, anyway, Meryl Meryl takes a bunch of canapes off of the same tray, and the guy's kind of looking at her, and she's like, what? I missed lunch. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, uh, the less tolerable floozy. uh, Which
0: we think is Jenny. Which we think is Jenny. Even though this flies in the face of Wikipedia. Right. Because I checked specifically for (laughs) that reason.
1: But I'm pretty sure this is Jenny Jenny floozy. Jenny floozy. Jenny floozy. (laughs) She uh, goes up to Violette, all drunk-like, and is like, hey, I know you. And Violette's like, uh... No, you don't. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, and like, I know...
0: Violet's just standing there with Mr. Crab, and it's like, this is a VC situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Yeah>. wait. Uh, <laughs> so, be on your way.
1: I don't know. Look, yeah. student- well, I mean, but this is, like violette and crab this is the people that don't enjoy drunkenness and tomfoolery yeah. section you know
0: <laughs> they should have really been roped off <laughs> yeah. if they didn't want <laughs> drunk people bothering them <laughs> or like just set up a sign that says temperance people yeah <laughs> drunk people run away from that yeah
1: that's a good point uh but jenny floozy does not she spills champagne on crab again and, again and just it's And
0: it, like she's trying to help him and he's like, No Like yeah. don't touch me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, if Blankensop sees that again, it's over. <laughs> um and it's just it's just awful and uncomfortable. other floozy comes up and is like, Hey, this is maybe not quite how our scam works. Um <laughs>
0: You know this is his daughter, right? Yeah. Well, because she's like, oh, we should be friends. And Violet's like, and what gave you that? Like, yeah, I thought it was Rosalie.
1: Mm-hmm. So I was
0: like, one, why does Rosalie look so weird? <laughs> and secondly, why has she suddenly got a backbone?
1: Yeah. No, because that actually was really no. It was violette was a, yeah. yeah, and that was a solid line. God, I want to be a bitch to
0: somebody. <laughs> I want to be a bitch to some. Trade some barbs with somebody.
1: <coughs> Jimmy Dylan tells Nunu Gordon that he won't find any dirt on him, Jimmy Dylan,
0: But didn't he already find the dirt?
1: Yeah. Was the dirt
0: just that he had sometimes been unsuccessful in business, uh, as people often are?
1: That was, yeah, all unclear. And uh, then Violette comes up to Nunu Gordon and complains about things in general. She's got plenty to complain about and says that she's going back to Paris.
0: Well... What I want to know is when is our dark mistress, Beatrice, coming back from the bowels of hell? That's right.
1: Did she not show up for her grandmother's funeral?
0: Apparently not. I mean, makes sense.
1: <laughs> That's true. She's like, she is with me now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, why are none of his children saying, hey, dad? Remember that time that you almost married that fake architect? <laughs> you should maybe cool it when people come up to you and they're like, I've got an idea. <laughs> the immediate response shouldn't be, where do I sign?
1: But uh, that's just, Harry's not going to, ch- he's made it very clear that he has no intention of not being a reckless idiot. That's <laughs> so Like, I'll
0: fall off of whatever I please. <laughs>
1: So in the stock room, Meryl gives Tilly the in canapes.
0: The she, there we go. Yeah. No. In the stock room. <laughs> the stock room. To be in the something room.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, in the stock room, way better than the boot room. Oh, so. God.
0: Well, as far as we know, nobody's ever been raped in there. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Mr. Bates has never even set foot. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, but then the Artful Porter comes in and hassles Meryl for uh, associating with Tilly, essentially. And it's just
0: like, this is so weird, because it's not like this is policy, right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand how old-timey racism works. Right. Presumably something like this.
1: Well, because she says, like, you know, what would your father think, essentially. So I, mean, I don't think it's store policy. I think it's just that the Artful Porter just assumes that people are racist like she is. Uh-huh. And that, you know, that... It would bring a scandal to her family if yeah. it was found out that she was friends with a black person.
0: And, I mean, Meryl is like, uh, I'll do whatever I want. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay. Points. To, look, Meryl, we love that you're not racist. We just hate everything else about you.
1: <laughs> right. The so Jenny Floozy is off being sad. Oh, uh,
0: well, but Tilly is like, hey, oh, you right. know, cool it. Yeah. Because... I'm not going to get another opportunity like this. Right, right. Um, And Meryl's like, but I'm white. (laughs) Until he's like, I know.
1: (laughs) Jenny Floozzi is standing off by the Elizabeth Arden display, feeling like sad. And she's like, oh, my sister's right. I always do ruin the things that we make or whatever. And I feel like there's something wrong with me. Uh, And Harry's like, no, no, there isn't. And I'm like, Uh.
0: I mean, she's clearly an alcoholic.
1: Yeah, she
0: like a sloppy one,
1: right? She just threw champagne on your, you know, right hand band for yeah. the second time since you've become, uh, you know, acquainted.
0: If that's what you want to call it.
1: Yeah, and she was drunkenly assaulting your daughter. Yeah, like that's that's maybe a red flag.
0: Yeah, just gonna... you probably should side with your daughter. Yeah, on this, in, honestly, most things. Yeah, I know that's not your uh, your bag. Yeah. is listening to your family, but.
1: So we see Elizabeth Arden having dinner with Kitty, and she offers her an executive job in New York City.
0: Replacing her husband.
1: Replacing her husband. Uh,
0: in charge of all concessions.
1: That's right. Doubling her salary, getting an apartment in the west side. He says, the west side of what?
0: <laughs> the west side of what?
1: <laughs> yeah. So she says she will, of course, have to talk with her husband.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so... Good job, Kitty. Yeah. God, you used to get an apartment with a job?
1: <sighs> I'm sorry, Kelly. <laughs> Uh, Thanks
0: a lot, Obama.
1: Next, we go to the office of the unfortunately named Dr. Betterton.
0: Are you shitting I'm me? I'm not shitting I you. I completely missed that. Yeah. Dr. Betterton? Yeah.
1: It focused on the name. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dr. Betterton.
0: I need a doctor named Betterton. Yeah. If I don't get a doctor named Betterton, I'll die. You know why? <laughs> because there's only one man who can make me better, and it's Dr. Betterton.
1: <laughs> uh, unfortunately... <laughs> <laughs> eyeliner. Yeah. Uh. Unfortunately, even Dr. Betterton himself, it would seem, can't uh, fix this problem because he is telling Grove something that's left a bit unclear, but it uses more or less the exact same sound effect that Walter White used when he discovered he had cancer. Yes. Uh, So we pretty much know what's going on.
0: Yeah, this is probably on TV tropes as, like, the cancer <laughs> diagnosis, you know, wonky fade out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then we see Mustache reading some criticism of Harry in a newspaper. Uh, it says that, just something about...
0: He, it's, it's not that he pushes the bounds of propriety. It's like he stomps all over them and also bangs a floozy in front of you. Yeah. Basically. <laughs>
1: Which is fair. Yeah. Uh, Kitty announces the job offer that she's gotten, and they have a tense discussion about it.
0: Uh, yeah, because Mustache is like, uh, no. Right. And she's like, but I will be doubling my salary. You could write all the time and not have to run around doing this publicity stuff. And then he, like, A, he's already said, like, oh, so you can, you know, sell face powder or whatever. Right. Like, very dismissively. And she, you know, was simply saying, like, you wouldn't have to go out every night.
1: Right. I mean, I would say, I think... They both handled this poorly. Yes. And I think that, you know, they both, they both did dismiss the worth of what the other person did. Uh huh. And, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that this would be like, Kitty could have been more sensitive to the fact that like, his whole career is based on networking and mm-hmm. connections and contacts. Yeah. If he goes to New York, he has nothing on that front you know and so she could have just introduced the topic a little bit differently well and but, I mean
0: you know I think the implication is that he wanted to write a novel
1: right And that, that had come up before but I
0: mean you know you could like you could have this really could have been handled better
1: this really could have been handled better yes um,
0: yeah so they're uh, in a fight yeah they're in a fight the mustache is neutral <laughs> Actually, as it's always. probably on Frank's side
1: uh, no I think it's it's by law it's, <laughs>
0: A man's mustache may never take up arms against his spouse, nor indeed may it harm the man himself. Yeah. Thus quoth the mustache, <laughs> embedded in the Magna Carta.
1: The arrives at the hospital because Grove had kind of, s- sort of collapsed, kind of in a hallway. Um,
0: Isn't it always gingers, always <laughs> collapsing in hallways after they get bad news?
1: Yeah. Uh, so Grove tells Crab that he had neuropathy, which was caused by, uh, terminal non operable cancer.
0: Yes. Tumors in his brain, lungs, and the liver. Liver, I believe,
1: okay. yes. And, uh, he, no treatment options, and they don't give him long. Mm-hmm. Um, and Crab says that he doesn't have to face this alone.
0: But Grove is like, I do. <laughs> I'm Mr. Grove. Yeah. Which is how I do.
1: So it's interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see a character that we hate uh slowly die yeah because it's like you know yeah that's horrible and we do feel empathy
0: but also but, we hate him
1: but he also sucks <laughs> like he has for four this seasons this is
0: like the end of titanic <laughs> bs when everybody got on that boat <laughs> oh, and we were like good <laughs> <wrist!"> <laughs> we're glad this happened <laughs> all of you suck <laughs> Except for that one lady architect. Yeah. But goddamn, if we have to have her go down with all of them, what else? <laughs> oh my god, remember how he had that daughter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god, it was bad. It was. Oh man. You can hear that. <laughs> Way, way back when on our other podcast, Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that launched a thousand other podcasts. (laughs) Okay, just two.
1: Yeah, just two. So, Grove comes home and suggests that they go for a drive, and they drive along, and everybody's singing that hat song <laughs> except for Mr. Grove.
0: Who just looks literally stricken. Yeah. And it's like, you might want to work on your poker face, buddy. Well, because he comes in to be like, we're going for a drive. And, like, the nurse or the cook or whatever is like, supper's ready, and I was about to give Ernest his bath. He has school tomorrow. And I'm thinking it's like eight, you right. know? Yeah. I think it's supper time. <laughs> but then they go out, and it's like broad daylight. I'm yeah. like, is it?
1: Noon. <laughs> so we see Harry and Mustache discussing. I guess they're at the stock market, and it's like the opening day of their thing or whatever. And then Nunu Gordon and Harry discuss gambling and how they have differing views on it. Uh, and then the bell rings and trading begins, and uh, apparently everything goes great. Uh, So Harry, of course, busts out the champagne.
0: Which he does drink.
1: Which he does, yes. So I
0: guess he's drinking now. I guess he is. Which would explain why he looked like hell when he woke up next to that floozy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, Speaking of which, he then, while drinking champagne, kisses the wrong floozy. That
0: would be a great movie. (laughs) The wrong floozy? Yeah. Well, you know, in like 1935.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So that is awkward. Yes. In the office, Nunu Gordon is gloomy, and Harry is like, "I hey, this is great! I just made you millions of dollars," and he's like, "Yeah, but which? (laughs)
0: Okay, like he's mad, and I get that." But also, aren't you going to inherit this whole company someday? Like, calm down.
1: Yeah, presumably. But anyway, you said But I
0: guess that's my point about the show. I feel like the show doesn't have a viewpoint on Mr. Selfridge, because it always presents these things like they're terrible ideas. Yeah. And all of his children are always like, don't do this. But then everything always works out fine.
1: Yeah, that's true. When I feel like they balanced it better originally with it, like...
0: Occasionally not working? Occasionally
1: not working, or it would only work because, say you know, Miss Towler saved the day or... I
0: miss when famous people would come around. Yeah. Like, I know they're kind of doing that with Elizabeth Arden in this yeah, episode, yeah. but, like, you know...
1: More celebrity cameos. Yeah, come on. Could they get... Could you get the ghost of Emmanuel Lewis to do a cameo? <laughs> um... So, yeah, he says that Harry has lost Violette and is in danger of losing everyone uh, that's important to him.
0: Oh, probably not Rosalie. But Rosalie's not that important. To
1: him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or everyone who cares about him, is what he said. Oh, yeah,
0: Rosalie doesn't care about him
1: anymore. <laughs> uh, so then we see Harry standing at Ma's grave and crying. A lot more gr- graveyard crying than Way I expected. More.
0: And I kept expecting Ma to be like, I'm alive! <laughs> I'm still alive!
1: I was just asleep that whole time.
0: <laughs> Harry! <laughs> Stop banging floozy.
1: <laughs> this should be a lesson to you.
0: <laughs> Don't bang a floozy on my grave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. And that's the end of the episode.
0: Yeah. So things are, things are dark, man. Yeah. It's dark. Yeah. It's a dark episode.
1: Yeah. A, you know, rift between Kitty and mustache. Racism. Uh, you know, floozies getting out of control.
0: <laughs> I feel like you meant for that to have more of a bang.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, uh yeah, things, you know, things are
1: happening. Yeah. And that brings us to the selfie award. Hooray. Yeah. Uh so first off, we've got the nail it award
0: jimmy dylan yeah i may not like his face right but the man knows his way around a crooked business deal yeah like, a crooked and yet still legal business deal yeah
1: like everything all of his goals you know he advanced today as yeah. far as we can tell things seem to be going fine with may mm-hmm. like way to go buddy
0: absolutely good job jimmy <laughs> next up we have the stick poke
1: and that for the second week in a row is floozy's accosting mr Crab. <laughs> She <laughs> didn't think they would go back to that well, but they did.
0: The crab well is bottomless.
1: Yeah. Uh, mainly because it, it was also Violette, and that was the more sort of shocking part of it. But yeah. still, like, they...
0: Those schloozies cannot stop accosting people. They really can. At least they kept their clothes on this time.
1: <laughs> and next up, we have the window-worthy award.
0: Which goes to Elizabeth Arden's suite. Disheveled though it was, we would very much like to take barbitol in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean... God it was pink. It was I will very say that. pink. But it was, yeah. Luxurious. I'm sure sewn. it comes
0: in other colors. <laughs> and uh finally we have the eyeliner scale of eyeliner.
1: We actually went all the way to liquid yeah, this week. This
0: was pretty good. It
1: was pretty good. Uh, like,
0: nothing horrible happened. Right. Uh or you know, nothing yeah, ridiculous yeah, happened. Yeah, nothing yeah. And uh yeah, we got to ch- check in with almost everybody except for Fat Thomas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, have you seen this fat Thomas? Yeah.
1: But yeah, but like nothing that happened in this episode made us be like, oh my God. Yeah. So that's not, not, that's not (laughs) usual. (laughs) Such a low bar to clear. Uh, Pretty low. Yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, I think several of the plot lines show promise Mm -hmm. and could be interesting. So yeah. yeah. I hope
0: Kitty moves to New York.
1: Yeah. That'd be fun. I agree. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and find out.
0: All right. Until next time, tighten your belts. (laughs)